All right, uh, welcome back to the north side of Chicago. It's been a little little while. We were in Arizona uh, having some fun, watching some baseball. I am Mike. And I'm Jeff. And uh, this Sunday evening, uh, the news came out this afternoon that um, number 49, Jake Arrieta, has just signed a three-year contract with the Phillies for $75 million. Um which is not chump change. I was talking to Jeff on Friday night, and I, after the signing of Lance Lynn to a one-year deal by the Twins, I was under the impression that Jake was going to get no more than two years. Um, turns out he gets three, but, I mean, that's a shitload of money for three years, uh, $75 million bucks. Um, what's your reaction to this signing, Jeff? Uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, Jake Arrieta is, is, was a great Cubs pitcher, you know, um, 2-0 in the World Series, um, big game guy, came up big in that um, playoff series, playoff game against the Pirates in 15, um, won to Cy Young, and uh, I was I was getting worried for him, because I, I really, I, I, like we were saying on Friday night, um, it didn't look good, you know, and when you look at what unfolded three years, $75 million, he's getting $30 million the first year, I'm just reading it on Roto World. 25 the second and 20 to, 20 to last year, uh, you're looking at a, um, he got paid, you know, and I'm glad for him. I'm glad he got, I'm glad he got that money. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I have kind of a different take on it. I, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I wanted Jake Arrieta over you Darvish. Cause I like the competitive nature of Jake Arrieta. I like the way that he's performed in big games in the past, um, kind of know what you have with that pitcher. Um, but, you know, as this free agent market is wound down, I mean, we're almost in at St. Patrick's Day, for Christ's sake. And Jake Arrieta sat out there waiting. He signed with the Phillies. And I, I some people have said, you know, if everything goes right, you know, next year, the Phillies could be a competitive team. They like their young players. But, but I can't imagine this team doing anything. And it kind of calls into question for me, you know, a guy who is, you know, a competitor like Jake Arrieta, it really just sounds like a payday um, in my mind where, you know, the, it, from all the reports, it sounds like the Cubs probably offered him at least 80 million bucks, maybe more to stay with the Cubs. So you got a question. I mean, does this guy want to win? Well, I, you know yeah, he got paid. I'm happy for him. I, you know, he's got a family. I know, you know, he'd been tolling around the minor leagues with that shitty Orioles organization for so long. Got his chance with the Cubs. Won a Cy Young World Award. Won a um, World Series. Like, so I don't, I don't blame him for getting paid. But you know, I, I was making this point earlier. Um, I, one thing I think a lot of people are missing with these contracts, like Mustakis, even Jonathan Lucroy. Um, out in the A's, you know, um, they're signed by the Royals and the A's, if you don't know. And then, to, you know, today the, um, the the news of Arietta signed with the Phillies is when these guys, okay, Arietta got paid three million, three years, $75 million, $30 million the first year, 25 20 That contract becomes more advantageous as he gets through the contract. What I'm trying to say is he's movable, right? Same with Lucroy catcher if he goes back to any kind of normal year in which he's had um you know with the exception of the last two which were injury prone years for him he's worth a lot more than six and a half million dollars 
Same with uh, Mike Moustakis. So these poor, poor in quotes, teams are signing these guys with. I don't know if they're planning on getting, get, you know, keeping these guys. And because I can't see the the Phillies in particular, who have a lot of a lot of good young players, but I can't see them thinking they're anywhere close right they now. They signed Carlos Santana for sixty million dollars, and I think he's making it's like three years. I think it's twenty million per. So I don't, you know, the Phillies were, uh, Ruben Amaro is not there anymore, but he was a complete joke when they were trying to get rid of some of those guys. And it seems like it's more of the same. I don't know how you feel if you're a Philly fan. Um, Maybe drop us a line um, on Twitter or something, but it's kind of confusing to me. But I think the the underlying story in all of this is Jake Arrieta is not a Milwaukee Brewer and is not the St. Louis Cardinal, which is, again, really big for the Cubs. Um, and, you know, it looks like the Central is ours to win if we stay healthy and focused. Well, and let me, you know, backtrack a little bit just there because I want to put something out there. The Phillies do have some pretty decent arms, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they got a couple decent arms. Um, this kid Sixto Sanchez, if you've heard of him, mm-hmm. um, says he's got number one upside. They have Aaron Nola, who, if you haven't seen pitch... Is and he's good. I mean, he's really, really good. He's one of my keepers on my uh, fantasy team. So, um, you know, adding Arietta to that mix, and you're taking him into a shit division, right? I mean, we're talking about probably the the worst division in baseball, minus the Nationals. Maybe they think they can sneak into a wild card. I mean, Reese Hoskins is on that team. They got Carlos Santana. Nick Williams looks like a promising young player. Odubel Herrera. I mean, they're they're not that bad, but like, yeah, okay. So let's go on to what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the Brewers. I mean, that team is standing there with their dicks in their hand right now. I mean, they have this issue where they they. I think we talked about this. Ryan Braun is not picking up first base. He's not. No, and they've, they're, they're talking about moving him to second base. So we're talking about they have Ryan Braun, probably, the, would you say he's the face of their franchise? He is. He's, yeah. Okay. He's the miserable. Face of that franchise. Cock-sucking <laughs> face of the Brewers. I, but still, he's been there forever, yeah. right? He's their quote-unquote best player. Then you got the Lorenzo Cain you signed for $85 million. You got um, Christian Yelich, who you traded your top prospects away for. And then, oh, by the way, the guy who's got the odd, the odd man out is the guy who had the best year last year, mm-hmm. Domingo Santana. So I don't know where they're going to fit all this in, how this is all going to gel together. They're, they got a whole new nucleus and no fucking pitching. It's exactly correct. And, and I mean, if, you, if you've been listening to or, or following along to what the Cardinals spring training looks like, I, you know, I have no doubt that their starting, starting staff is going to be formidable, but if you look at that bullpen, they're talking about maybe Luke Gregerson closing baseball games. Right. So there's a lot of issues there. Again, it's baseball. Anything can happen. These these teams always seem to be competitive, but you got to feel pretty good about our chances of at least winning our division this year if we stay healthy and, and do what we're supposed to do. Um, so, you know, again, Jake Arrieta gets paid isn't in the central bigger story in my mind. Um, and you know, there's still some guys out there. Um, I was looking before we, you know, like a guy like Scott Feldman, not a bad pitcher, not a good pitcher. Innings eater. No contract. I mean, some of these guys, like it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we're there, there's at least 10 guys right now where you're like, 
uh, this is you haven't signed yet. So it's 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 been an odd off season. Um, but we got to spend some time down in Mesa and watch the Cubs in spring training. Um, what, what what did you take away from our our games in spring training? Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're not a lot. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about when we talk about Arizona, I don't even think about baseball right away. Yeah. I think of some other stuff that I won't repeat that we did on the air. Yeah, it's not not that we get in a lot of trouble. We're forty year old men, so. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, they 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 play. They look good, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I think anybody who's been following this team over the spring knows that they they've been playing well. Um, Darvish looked pretty good yesterday in five strikeouts. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the rotation seems to be coming along. There's no, there's no real position battles. The um, story that I, I mean, honestly, like the story that has, um, we, we saw a little bit of it when we were down there is I actually am starting to believe Ian Happ might be a decent center field option when Elmora's not playing. He's made some decent, um, defensive plays and he's also had a huge spring training offensively. Um, which again, he's a younger player. He needs to sort of prove himself. Um, so that's kind of cool that you're seeing that. Almora in the last couple of days, uh, last couple of weeks has been hitting the ball pretty hard. Again, these are the younger guys that really need to sort of stand out. Um, have, yeah. I guess the one guy that hasn't done a goddamn thing is our right fielder. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I was talking about this with, of all people, my mother today. And Mike knows my mom's a huge Cubs fan. Big so, time. So, but, um, you know, she she was wondering out loud, she's like, when are they going to bench him, was the way she put it. And I said, that's a good question. I mean, it really is, right? I mean, like, how long do you leave an albatross like that guy out there when you have this... Young guys, Swarber's looking good. Amora, hopefully you can hit righties, but at least lefties. Mm-hmm. You know, you put him in center field. And then you got um, Hap. I mean, how long are you going to have this guy out there? I mean, what is a sunk cost just a sunk cost? The money's been accounted for, right? Like, I, if you are putting somebody out there that gives you negative value, despite his defense, which will go, by the way, because he's getting older, you know, I don't know. I think you got to start thinking about this guy as a part-time player. I um we had talked about this a little bit. I I just think when you think about Theo and Jed's time in Boston, they kind of have a history of letting guys walk, even if they are big money guys. Um, one of them was Carl Crawford. The other one was Julio Lugo. Um, so I think Jason Hayward is. And and you even look at how they dealt with Starling Castro down the stretch in 15 they benched him then brought him back and he was you know still maybe benching Jason Hayward is the right answer to get him back on track um he's still not that old of a player but he does not he looks lost and uh Bruce Levine I was listening to the other day I think he said out of the batters with 500 or more at bats Jason Hayward doesn't strike out a lot but he makes some of the weakest oh, contact yeah. of any player in the majors. Well, it's the joke when we're at the game. You know, I mean, we were talking about this in one of the first string training games, just the rollover to the second baseman. I mean, that little tapper. And what did he do? He rolled over to the second baseman. He, he's just lost, man. He's not that good. And, you know, again, we're talking, you know, um, about spring training, right? So, uh, you know, Ian Happ's year, he could start off, you know, over 40, you know, mm-hmm. because that's spring training. That's the way this works, right? We know that. But, like... Jason Hayward is running out of 
chances. I mean, he just, you know, I think with a lot of people, he's out of chances. I think there's a lot of people who are just ready to see him go. I'm not ready yet I, because I, I did watch him with the Braves in his rookie year, and I did watch him with the Cardinals in that one year of 2015, so I know this guy has talent. But how many times can you be, like, fooled by this guy just because he's got the body, just because he's got the pedigree. You know, sometimes we're just going to have to look at, at some point, I mean, we're just going to have to look at it and say this guy's a sunk cost. I, I would agree with that. The other thing that I'm kind of interested in um, from spring training, and I don't feel like he's gotten a ton of work, and this is probably, you know, by design, is Brandon Morrow, who is supposed to be the closer for the Cubs. Uh, I think I've mentioned it on here before. I don't really think he's going to be the closer for the Cubs, uh, even though they want him to be. Uh, and the reason I say that is he hasn't done it before. I, and, you know, there is a big difference between a setup guy and a closer. Um, prior to this, I think, prior to last year, I think Brandon Morrow was a starter. Um, they used him primarily. Um, you know, Theo and Jed and, and the, the baseball uh, guys over at the Cubs may have seen something in will totally prove me wrong because, I mean, I'm not them. I don't know a lot about this. But um, we have guys with closing experience, one of which is C-Shack. The other one is Justin Wilson, who needs to have a big year. But I don't know. Are you at all concerned about that position for the Cubs? No. But, but I mean, I, I, everything you say I agree with, though. Like, but I'm, I just don't put that much power in that position. I'm just not that guy anymore. I've, I've gone off the closers are that important um, train that I, I used to be on because I really do believe in the high leverage um, you know, reliever. And I think any of those guys you just named could serve as high, high leverage guys. The closer, yes, there is some psychology to it. I get that. There is something about closing games. But how many games does it really close in a year? Does a true closer, will, is a good closer the difference between a division title and not a division title? I don't know. I don't think so. I think... You know, I, I don't think so. The only thing I would say about a closer is I agree with you. I don't think that it's... You know, guys can get outs. There is a psychological aspect of it. But but in my mind, um, what I've heard from a lot of, you know, baseball broadcasters, former players, is some of the back-breaking losses and losses in momentum that you right. can have after giving up a lead... Um, can really wear on a ball club. So so those are the types of things, blown saves and just like you had a game and blew it, um, those types of, uh, that can derail a season or if you're in a pennant race with somebody else, you could let them jump yeah. jump in front of you. So I'm a little concerned about it. Um, Brandon Morrow has amazing stuff. And, and again, once again, Theo and Jed, I think, kind of have some plan Bs, Cs, Ds. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I think D would maybe be Carl Edwards. I, I, again, we have to see how he, you know, bounces back from last playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like it's another uh, storyline in spring training people aren't talking about. We um, have talked about him on here before. We got to see Dylan Maples had some problem with his command when we saw him, but I don't know, has he pitched well overall? I don't think so. I, I think I think a lot of what um, has has um, been the question for him is the command, you know, mm -hmm. um, because you did we did get to see him and we were pretty close when we when we saw him and he's got he's got gas, you know, he's got a, he's got a nice slider, um, but I think he's going to start back in the minors. 
So, you know, I think that's part of the plan. But I do think he'll be up this year. And, and you know, and I, I want to point this out about the, the Cubs bullpen is that that bullpen has a lot of experienced arms in it when you look at it. You got Steve Shishek, you got Justin Wilson, you got um, Brandon Morrow, you got Pedro Strope. Um, Montgomery. Montgomery. Mike Montgomery is a swing man. You know, you got to, that's five quality veteran pitchers. You know, and then maybe you add uh, Edwards, who's got a great arm. Obviously, we are a little concerned about his makeup. Um, you know, he's a good kid, but, I mean, he took a fucking beating last year, you know. So, he certainly did. I mean, so let's see how he bounces back. Um, but then, yeah, you have that big arm Maples there, too, which maybe they're grooming him for something. I don't, I don't know if they're I, – but I, I think you're going to see a closer um, given tomorrow, and then it's his job to lose. And then you have, like you said, the plans – B, C, and D, and probably all the way down to E, because there's a lot of talented arms on that on that on that bullpen. Yeah. Um. So we are coming up on the season here. We're about two weeks away. Um. Any predictions for the rest of the league? I mean, I look. I like I like the Chicago Cubs. I think a lot of people do. Um. But I mean, let's talk the rest of the league here. Um. You know. Yeah. Uh. Surprise teams, maybe teams that you're, um, you know, aren't on everybody's radar that you think are going to have a good. Well, year. I just named them. I think the Phillies are going to be a lot better than people think because I, I think Aaron Nolo is a stud. I really do think he's got number one stuff. He's a big kid. He's about 24, 25 years old. I'm not sure right now. Wipeout stuff. I mean, he's good. And then they they went out and they gave um, some good players in the infield. They have JP Crawford coming up, who's supposed to be a pretty good player. This kid Scott Kingery. Um, is their second baseman. He can play, but for now they got Cesar Hernandez who can play. Carlos Santana is a proven commodity. Their catcher, George Alfaro, mm-hmm. Jorge Alfaro, is a, is a really interesting guy. Um, former top prospect, kind of fell off, but he's a good catching prospect. They got some good bullpen arms. Um, so that that's my team. They're playing a shitty division. That's my team to watch in the National League. How about yours? Um so I'm going to say in, in the American League, first and foremost, I don't know if it's going to be a sneak-up team. Well, you know, I'll say one because I think they've improved themselves dramatically. I think the Twins are going to be an interesting team to watch. Um, they picked up Addison Reed. They also picked up uh, Jacob Rizzi and uh, Lance Lynn. And they so, won 85 games last year. Right, and I... I Obviously, there's something to Paul Molitor as a manager because it doesn't seem like they have the greatest lineup in the world, but they, you know, again, they bounce back and won some some games. You also have a, you know, it, it, it may all hinge on the Me Too guy, uh, Miguel Sano, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I think the most interesting team to watch, um, and we got some some reports on this guy is going to be the Anaheim angels. Yeah. And I'm uh, just going to say that and Shohei Otani. Um, everybody wants to see this guy pitch, but there, there was a Yahoo article that came out about um, with some anonymous scouts comments on his hitting and, and it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, which is what I kind of expected. I think a lot of people, you know, expected that aspect of his game to be lagging behind the pitching. He was brought over as a pitcher, let's be honest. The, the hitting thing is kind of a placation, in my opinion. Um, he's just not going to be a good hitter uh, it, right now. He's 23 years old, so let's see where it goes. But you're right, that is an interesting team to watch because 
A, Shoni Otani, you know, I mean, and, and B, they went out and got a lot of good players. Right. I mean, they, they went got, out and got Zach Cozart. Zach Cozart. They signed uh, a few pitchers. Though. Didn't they get, they got um, the second baseman too, Brandon. Um, uh, no, Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler. That's yeah, who it was. They got I Ian Kinsler. They've they, got, they got they, a few players. They got Justin Upton. They so, got, obviously, they got the best player in the fucking world in Mike Trout. They still have Andrelton Simmons, who's a right. great shortstop. So I think they might be an interesting team to watch. I'm not so sure about their pitching. Um, but in trouble, but I, I think they might be interesting in the National League. I'm going to say uh, the team to watch is going to be the Cincinnati Reds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like Luis Castillo, I guess, I and mean, Joey Votto. But... I mean, if you're into little league, yes, the fucking Reds are going to be a team to watch. No, wow, that no. is a bad baseball team. Sorry. In the National League, a team that I think you know, I think a lot of people are talking about this team. I think the Braves are going to be an interesting team this year. Um, a lot of young young players. When does Acuna come up and play? I mean, this guy's dominating spring training. So eventually he'll be up this year. I think he's only, what, 20 years he's old? 19. 19. Um, the, the shortstop, Ozzy Albies, was very good last year, too. Moved him over to second base. Um, Swanson's going to play short. Right. So they got some players there. They've they got some ball players. Um, I want to see how the arms progress. Um, I've heard some things about arms, but, you know, these are young guys. Um, and, you know, I, look, anybody who knows me and listens to the podcast knows how much I hate the fucking White Sox. Yes, but I was about to say that. It'll be interesting to see what some of these guys do on that team, uh, one of which is Eloy Jimenez. Well, Eloy Jimenez, his third home run in two days today, yeah. by the way. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, the, yeah, the, that whole team's interesting. I mean, really, like... Yeah, I'm not a big White Sox fan. I, I think is is Harrelson gone now? By the way, is he completely gone? I don't know. He should. I can't fucking stand that yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, I think I speak for well everybody, but like <laughs> you know. Anyway, so but they they have they have Eloy Jimenez, they have Yohan Moncada, they have Michael Kopech, they have Luis Robert, who's gonna miss about ten weeks. He strained a ligament in his thumb, but it's really not gonna probably impact too much. Giolito pitched. Giolito, well. Ronaldo Lopez. I mean, you go down the line, then you you sprinkle in guys like Abreu, Abasel Garcia. They could win more games than people are giving them credit for. I mean, not that you want to hear that, my friend. But, I don't want to hear that, you know, and I, I also don't think it's true for this year. Um, I think that the one thing the White Sox aren't really doing that the other teams are doing, I think, is um, scouting makeup. Like, you know, if you read The Cubs' Way, that book that Verducci wrote... A lot of what the Cubs do is scout good guys, you know, uh, like an Almora, like a Schwarber, like a Chris Bryant. Um, and I'm not saying that the Sox are scouting bad guys, which I don't know. They, their fans are certainly bad people, but <laughs> but I just think they're collecting. We love them, really. <laughs> I think they're collecting talent and seeing kind of where the chips fall, and it might work for them, but. Um, a guy like uh, Mancata seems like a, a kind of a malcontent, like almost like a Hanley Ramirez type guy to me from what I've read. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Should be an interesting team to watch. Um, this afternoon, I was just over at the Gentile Center uh, watching the NCAA selection uh, show because, sure enough, my Loyola Ramblers 
are in the, the the field of 64, and they will be playing the Miami Hurricanes on Thursday. Oh, wow, the U? They're so going they're, up against the U? They're going to try and take the uh, the turnover chain away from that basketball wow. team. Wow. So, right. so interesting stuff there. Um, any 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 picks from you? I don't know really. Dude, I know dick about fucking <laughs> NCAA basketball. I haven't watched the game all year. I'm in full fantasy baseball draft mode, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm barely going to work. You know, <laughs> I broke up with my girlfriend. It's you know, it's that time of year. You know, I get rid of all my extraneous activities and I focus. Solely on baseball and fantasy baseball. You know that. It's, Come on, man. You don't got to ask me that question. It's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> so, no, so I'm excited to watch Loyola maybe win a basketball game. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but any uh, any parting thoughts before we get into the end of spring training? Anything you're no, looking no. for? No, man. I'm really excited about this year. Like you said, you know, I want it to be. Um, one of the great things about 16 was they went wire to wire, right? They were the best team in baseball. You can't say like, oh, well, they snuck in through the wild card and they won, they got hot and they won. No. What was great about that team was they went wire to wire, best team in baseball, loving it. I think they have that type of year again. I mean, barring any traumatic stuff like injuries, you know, to, to multiple starters, which obviously we can't predict, we can't talk for, but like, I do think this team's hungry. I think they're... I think they had shit years last year, man. I yeah. really believe that, you know. So, you know, and they won the division and got to the NLCS, and I really do think they are down here. So I'm really pumped up about this team this year. I know you are. It's it's. Let's go. Let's get to it. Let's get to the Marlins. Let's take them out. Yeah. Um. I. All the the last thing I'll say this week is is fuck you, Dallas Keuchel. That's all yeah. I can say. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> bearded freak. So I am Mike. And I'm Jeff. And we will talk to you soon.